1: this is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Steve Lucy, who is the orthopedic surgeon at Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist and consultant with Valier Bundled Solutions. Dr. Lucy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
2: Thank you, Laura. Happy to be here.
1: Now, we've got a lot to talk about, especially in thinking through the outpatient total joint bundles realm. I, I know you've got a lot of work in that space and a lot of expertise, and so I'm excited to learn more about where you see things headed. But before we dive into that discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
2: Yeah, so I'm a knee surgeon. I do everything in the knee from young teenage athletes to knee replacement, revision knee replacement. So just unique and that I just do knee surgery. I've been doing that for 23 years here in Greensboro, North Carolina, and started my own practice and then aligned with uh, Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist uh, nearly 10 years ago now, and then have been uh, instrumental in just forming an outpatient joint replacement program in an ASC here in Greensboro, which is actually the largest freestanding surgical center in the country, and we now do over 1,200 total joints a year in the last four or five years that we've started the program. So that's where I've found myself uh, spending uh, most of my time leading that program and helping consult with others around the country to help them do the same type of thing. Well,
1: that's fantastic to hear and definitely excited to learn more. So could you tell us about your experience with outpatient total joint bundles? What's worked well within your program and what lessons have you learned?
2: Oh, gosh, probably don't have time for all the lessons, but basically we, you know, it- a, from a clinical standpoint, uh, for probably a better part of six or eight years, total joint surgeons have, have known that we could do the operation in a freestanding surgical center. Uh, the real question was, you know, why? Why should we? We were very comfortable doing them in the hospital. Many of us had flip rooms and staff that we had worked with for years and years. And so really what was the incentive to change So in our market, we had the idea of uh, doing commercial bundle payments. We had cut our teeth on the BPCI, federal government program, uh, you know, 10-ish years ago, eight years ago, and that was the proverbial race to the bottom. So we had the idea to approach the commercial payers and be the convener of the bundle ourselves. So they would give us the check, and then we would pay um, all of the people who touched the patient and organize their care efficiently and cost-effectively. And then we would take risk on the bundle and keep uh, any reward, any any leftovers. So it was just a unique idea that turned out to be uh, a really good idea. And so we've been doing commercial bundle payments for six years, and that was really what we used to create a bridge, if you will, to the to the ambulatory surgical center. Uh, we were able to do a better you know better clinical job, but also cost less for the patient. Uh, the surgeons were able to make at what we would call a a value-based bundle bonus if they did a great job and they met all the metrics. So it was the classic alignment of all parties uh, for success. And so we've, we've kind of been a niche market, and we're trying to help others uh, learn to do the same.
1: I love that, and I I think it's definitely very admirable in what you've gone through in order to get to this point where you're really able to maximize the bundles that you're doing with the total joints. I'm wondering, you know, over time, what reimbursement trends are you seeing for total joints and ASCs? Uh, What really is top of mind for you, and how do you see things evolving?
2: That is a really, really good question. So the bundle has been stable for six years. We haven't gotten an increase. We haven't gotten a decrease. We haven't actually asked for an increase. Uh, we've just stabilized. We think it should be the new world order. What I do see um, is that commercial payers are offering a facility fee to ambulatory surgical centers, which are really, really good, really high to, to incentivize maybe the doctors who own their own surgical centers to make that side of service shift. Uh, but unfortunately not every orthopedic surgeon has, that situation where they are uh, they own a little surgical center in the state of Florida with two or three other guys and they can appreciate that that bit of a windfall and that that good facility fee. So I think those will continue as uh, more and more uh, procedures come off the inpatient only list. Just announced this week that total shoulders are coming off in 2024. So I think the trend is positive. I think the facility fees are really really good. Um, but again, you have to align all parties. And if a joint surgeon does not have a significant share in the surgical center, then you're back to the question of why would I do it? What's what's my what's my incentive?
1: Absolutely. I think that's such an interesting discussion. And to see some of those total drug replacements coming into the outpatient center, you know, for obvious reasons, looking at, um, surgeons, like you said, maybe who don't have a ton of ownership or no ownership in the surgery center, um, what do you do as an ASU or a group to kind of cater around that or, or to make become more attractive to them so they're bringing cases and really show them that it's safe and effective and really what's best for the patient when they're thinking about quality care and, and um, how they can really provide the best experience as well?
2: Well, that's the million-dollar question because you really have to you have to align incentives. So the patient has the incentive to do something different and do it be done in an outpatient surgical center. We've proven clinical quality to be actually superior to the inpatient environment. But what is the incentive for, you know, the surgeon and for his practice? Because it's more work for the surgeon, his PA, his practice scheduler, case manager to do that case in an outpatient environment, a pure ambulatory surgical setting, than to do it in an inpatient environment where he's been doing it the same way forever. So you have to align those incentives. I think that if the surgeon is an owner in a surgical center, uh, there's you know you're going to increase your distributions uh, if you're share if you're a shareholder there. If you're not, if you're an employed physician, then I'm not sure how you incentivize surgeons to change behavior because they're because they're comfortable and they're doing a great job in the inpatient environment. So for that reason, Laura, there are th- last year 2020 or this year 2023. Less than 15% of total joints are being done in an ambulatory surgical center. Less than 15%. You hear these claims that you know it's growing by 200 and 300%. That is just the the um, when you have the inpatient designation and it's now switched to outpatient designation, but it's still done in a hospital. That's what's growing so fast, and that's grown especially uh, fast through COVID. But the number of cases done in an ambulatory surgical center, we still haven't hit 15%. And that's for the reasons that we're discussing today is we have not aligned the incentives for the surgeon as well as the patient at the ambulatory surgical center, you know, um, for the surgeon to have, you know, uh, incentives.
1: Thank you so much for making that distinction. Now, as you mentioned, it's so tough with employed physicians to have those incentives differentiate just because they're so closely tied to whatever their hospital contract says. But, you know, in shifting gears just a little bit here and looking at those bundle payments, we've talked some about the um, commercial payers. I'm wondering about bundles as well for self-insured companies. What are you seeing there? What opportunities?
2: Yeah, I, I think that that is going to be the opportunity of the future. Because I think, you know, I think they said that the healthcare premiums for employers were going up six and a half percent again uh, this year over last year and next year as well. So we kind of have this tsunami coming where healthcare, through the typical fashion of getting a job, they provide, you know, commercial insurance for you, they pay uh, a premium per, employ- per, per employee to do that, and then you have a, a deductible, et cetera, et cetera. That, that is going to have to change because it's just going to become unaffordable for companies to continue and for patients, for people to afford that. So more and more and more, we're seeing uh, companies, uh, small to large companies, uh, just self-insure. Well, bundle payments, whether it be total joints or any other bundle payment, is the perfect mechanism for alignment for the self-insured. They can transparently know what their pricing is. They're happy to pay for high quality, low cost uh, providers like, like we are in Greenspring, like many others are, where we're at a lower cost and we're very high quality. We have proven uh, data. And so we get more and more and more phone calls um, in our consulting company to say, hey, I know y'all are doing a great job with total joints, but can you do uh, carpal tunnels and wrist fractures and clavicle fractures and ankle fractures? Uh, we really need your help. And so there's lots of companies that are popping up that work with uh, employer groups And companies to do this type of thing. And we're actually cutting our teeth on it here locally as well, just to help, you know, our patients and our physicians in our community. So I do think it's a a big, big deal going forward.
1: That's fascinating to hear. And I love that ability to kind of connect with the employers and really make a difference within the local market from your experience, what is that conversation like? How do surgeons, even from a large group, let alone a smaller group within a community, um, really jumpstart that conversation with employers that might be interested in doing some of those um, self-insured, might be self-insured and might want to to do a bundle with them?
2: Yeah, another really good question. I mean, the the, the answer to that is rather difficult because we just happen to you know, have this idea about doing commercial bundle payments for total joints uh, to create that side of service shift. So we've learned uh, how to, how to do these things and we've developed relationships with the various parties. So then for us, it becomes rather easy to begin to have those conversations. The businesses find us, you know, in a community like Greensboro, the tribe of North Carolina, uh, it's a large population base, but after being here for 20 plus years, You know, I've either operated on or live in a neighborhood with several small business owners, and just in casual conversation, they come up, we get the deal done. They introduce us to their friends, other employer groups hear about it, ask us to speak or something, and so it's very organic. um, But I do think that it's going to have to be systematized. And there, again, like I say, there are companies doing a a great job: um, Surgery Plus, Price MD, Savos. Uh, Lots of others, Coral, that are uh, going to employer groups and saying, hey, we can save you money with this benefit. So things are bubbling up in the industry that are pointing that way.
1: Got it. Wow. That's really a a great story in terms of how you've been able to do that organically within the community and then seeing a lot of momentum grow and develop. So I, I appreciate you going through that. Before we wrap up our conversation here, I wanted to zoom out one bit more. What are you most excited about right now and what makes you nervous?
2: Uh, I guess I'm most excited. Well, first of all, I'm most excited to be a surgeon. I love what I do. I'm thankful that I um, got the training that I did to have the opportunity to have the training that I did or that I do and to be doing something for 23 years that I truly feel like I'm, You know, I found something that I'm reasonably good at, and I really, really enjoy it. So I'm most excited about being a surgeon. Besides that, I'm very, very excited about the future of value-based care because it just makes so much sense, and it's so necessary in our country. We have to figure out ways to bring the cost of healthcare down while either keeping the quality the same or, or, or increasing the quality. And so in my little world of Total Joints, we've been able to do that. It's been really, really fun. And so I think maybe expanding out into more orthopedic procedural bundles. Um, but I enjoy physician leadership. I just I feel like there's something uh, right about it and morally positive about it. And it impacts people, good people, patients, physicians. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm most excited about. Nervous? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think I'm most nervous about how slow the shift may take to value-based care that will continue to slog through more commercial payer years, we'll slog through more big hospital, big insurance domination in Washington, and our country will pay you know pay the price for that. Um, so I guess that's what I'm most nervous about. I have a lot of energy to try to change the world, but <laughs> you can only do so much, and so you know I'm hopeful. I love
1: that. Even when talking about what makes you nervous, you know, ending on a high note uh, and being hopeful on where things could be headed in the future. And it seems like for sure there's, you know, a gathering momentum, like you were mentioning on the health plan, as well as um, health system side to move in that direction. And then looking at the technology and data available um, is making it easier and easier. Although, again, not probably as quickly as we would like, but easier to, to make that transition as well.
2: Right, right.
1: Dr. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been really a fun and interesting discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
2: Thank you, Laura. You have a great day. It's so important for
0: leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC.